Welcome to the Broncos Avenue podcast. This is Amir from Broncos Avenue. I'm joined by my second co-host here today, Trayton. How are you today, man? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, news with the Broncos. It's been a little dry lately. Um, but actually, what I wanted to start with in today's episode, I put up a Q&A on my story recently just to give uh, you guys a chance to, you know, answer any questions you had about the team regarding free agency, uh, whether it be like the trade block, any moves we made, any moves we could make, um, any moves that we could address in the draft, any needs, all that good stuff. So I picked a, a good solid amount of questions, a little over 15 questions that I'm going to answer today. And so the first question I have by Sawyer Dan Jersey Swaps is, should we sign Bobby Wagner or Tyron Matthew? So those are two free agents that, you know, may be asking for a little bit more money than, you know, other free agents uh, at their respective positions at linebacker and safety. Tyron Matthew is kind of a hybrid safety there. He can play nickel. You can honestly put him at free safety or strong safety. He's a great blitzer. Um, then Bobby Wagner, someone who's been recruited a lot by uh, Russell Wilson lately. He's got a lot of uh, experience at that linebacker position. He's drafted in the same draft as Russell Wilson, so he's been in the league for 10 years now. Um, what do you think? Do you think we should – would you rather bring in Bobby Wagner and uh, fill in that you know first linebacker spot, have him be alongside Josie Jewell, or would you bring in Tyron Matthew and let Kareem Jackson walk? You know, I, with me on this one, I, I'd have to say with the recent moves made in this division, uh, I, I do feel like secondary is probably the more important need at this point. Um, and that, and that you, you made a really good point there. Ty, uh, Tyron Matthew, like his biggest trait for me is his versatility. You can use him anywhere. He, he can blitz. He's great in coverage, all those great things. So exactly. with the current state of the division, the Devontae Adams trade, um, and the, the Chargers, Keenan Allen, and I'm sure the Chiefs and the Chargers will be in the market for a wide receiver either later in free agency or in the draft. I, I do feel like as of now, secondary is the bigger need. And then with the DJ Jones signing, I feel like um, I feel like he'll make up for a lot of maybe the run def- like the run defense deficiencies in the linebacker core. Yeah, so, 100%. yeah. As of now, I do think. I do think a second, like a safety in the secondary is the bigger need. And just, and just like you said, you, and you can use him anywhere. He's so versatile. He's so versatile. Um, I, I think he'd be a great addition to the defense and probably more impactful than Bobby Wagner. Yeah. I think uh, Bobby Wagner has been on a little uh, decline over the last few years. Um, I know people have said the same thing about Tyron Matthew. They're saying, you know, he's looking for that last big contract before, you know, his time's up. Um, you know, they're both still really good players and one of the best um, players ranked at their positions. And I think regardless of who we choose, we're getting a huge uh, cornerstone on our defense. Um, it'll be a huge leader there with Justin Simmons um, in that secondary. If we were to bring Tyron Matthew, just look at Tyron Matthew. He was that he was the brain of that defense. And whenever that Chiefs defense really was off to a really really terrible start in terms of nfl defensive rankings he was the one that rallied that defense and brought them back to uh you know one of the best defenses you know in that in that stretch there so uh when they were pushing for the playoffs so i think tyron matthew is really smart um very instinctive very quick he can also uh i feel like him and kareem jackson are very similar at you know filling run gaps he's very effective in that secondary he can he can be. He can honestly, if you wanted to, he could play there. You know, uh, nickel dime linebacker. He he's really effective in terms of just reading the quarterback's eyes and making uh, any good reads that need to be made in that secondary. And with Bobby Wagner, I wouldn't say he's uh, too much different from that as well. He's very smart, very instinctive, um, very strong. He uh, has many many tackles over his career. You hardly ever see him missing tackles. So he's very reliable, and I think the best word to describe him would be consistent. Bobby Wagner is the definition of consistency. Obviously, he's declined a little bit over the last few years, as any other player would uh, entering their 30s. But I think regardless of who you bring in, they're both going to be really good signings. It just all depends on the contract. So moving into the next question, we have JTNLSU. 
Um, this kind of relates to what we just answered, but he asks if we can get a two, if we can get two of either Matthew Wagner, Gilmore, Callahan, or Kareem Jackson, which two would you choose? Man, I I would probably say I think Gilmore is a very viable option. He and like you say, he's he's a declining vet, but I think he can still play at a very high level. Yeah. Um. He, he showed that in Carolina. He showed that in New England. Um, and again, w- with most of these guys, like a lot of these potential free agents on our list here, I mean, these are a lot of just declining vets. And I, f- I, I have a feeling a lot of them are ask- are still asking for like top tier money. And that's what it comes down to with most of these guys is if the price is right. And, but if I had to choose, I'd, m- my two would probably be Tyree and Matthew and uh stefan gilmore but i i don't know if we could afford that maybe one or the other um and i i don't see us bringing back callahan now with the k1 williams signing so and we'll touch on that later yeah k1 williams is expected to be solely a slot corner so i i don't i don't see where bryce would really fit in our defense now yeah to me after that Quan williams signing and we'll you know we'll touch on that a little bit later um, we have a special guest on to talk about that, but, um, to me that hints a little bit, you know, Bryce Callahan won't be needed on this team anymore. I was a huge Bryce Callahan fan. So that signing kind of does solidify his, uh, exit on this team. could be possible that we bring him back though. I've seen a few reports saying that, you know, to not rule that out, but out of, um, these, pl- these free agents of Tyron Matthew, Bobby Wagner, Stefan Gilmore, Bryce Callan, Kareem Jackson. I think, you know, this is just a hypothetical question. You know, we have 16 mil- 16.1 million in cap space as of now, after the Tim Patrick and Cortland Sun restructures and the two signings that we made. I think, um, you know, obviously we wouldn't have the, the cap space to make to sign two of these players, but I think, my favorite out of these with to bring back and you know fit the defense in terms of our needs right now. I think I gotta agree with you on this one. Stefan Gilmore and Tyron Matthew be huge additions to the secondary, and I think it would really bolster our chances of locking down the wide receiver cores and the tight end cores in our division. You know, and another and another uh, another potential option I could see is possibly maybe throw a lot of money at the linebacker position and sign Bobby Wagner and then bring. Uh, bring Kajak back on a on a cheap like front team friendly deal that's also very viable you just yeah. be I think our, I think our linebacker core would be solidified and then we we may have some areas in the secondary that we would need to address but I still think um Kajak isn't a lead anymore by any means but I, I still think he can definitely be a viable option at the position yeah, I 100% agree. Those are two different options you can look at in terms of your salary and you know uh what can keep you just over that amount of cash space that you need for your draft picks that you need to sign. But, you know, either way, you can't really go wrong. I think we're, we're, we're decently set at those positions. I just personally would like to see us address the secondary a little bit more um, just to hold down, you know, the competition in our division. So transitioning to our next question, we have Davin dot Lee dot H asks, would you rather have gotten Von Miller back or would you rather have just done what we did? already and signed Randy Gregory man man, that's a tough one I mean Vaughn I would take Vaughn the player over Randy Gregory easily but after seeing the deal that he signed with Buffalo I can definitely see why we didn't re-sign him um or why we didn't bring him back after for that money I wouldn't even consider it and I, I do think that we made the right move signing Gregory um, and I think Randy Gregory could be great for us. I just have, I do have some concerns just with his off the field issues. And um, he, he has not played a full season in his career. So that, that is a concern I have, but I, I do think, I do think this is kind of a risky signing. So yes, I'd take Vaughn the player over Gregory, but after seeing, and, and again, like, like I said, it, it comes down to the price with most of these vets. So I, I do think that we made the right move with Gregory after seeing the deal that Vaughn signed with Buffalo. I 100% agree. I think Vaughn Miller, the player, fantastic player, just, and you know, we don't know what he necessarily would have been asking from us, but I mean, come on, he signed a six year, $120 million deal with Buffalo. So you can't imagine that he was willing to risk 
you know, lower that to, you know, Randy Gregory money. But and then you bring up the point, Randy Gregory is a really uh, risky signing. So, I mean, all that that makes it all the more uh, realistic that we will draft an edge, you know, within those first three picks that we have in the draft. Um, but I mean, if I really had to answer this question, I would bring Randy Gregory in and then just look for a free agent edge rusher to learn under him and Bradley Chubb. Um, you know, Von Miller, that's, he was looking for that last huge big contract in his career. He's, you know, he's getting up there in terms of age and he, he got that with Buffalo, but I don't think we ever would have gotten that, uh, here in Denver. And ultimately that kind of would have hurt us in the long run. So yeah, I would have gone with uh, Randy Gregory as well in that instance. So moving on to the next question, we have Colby RC seven and quite a few people have asked me this question. Um, he asked, why did we not get a tight end after trading Noah fan to Seattle? You know, I think, I think tight end is definitely one of those positions that we're going to address in the draft. Um, and when we talk about the draft later, that's actually a topic I wanted to go over about is the, the tight end class. Um, I, I, and that's the thing with tight ends in the draft. You don't necessarily have to, um, I mean, you can draft a viable fifth, like fourth to fifth round tight end. You can get pretty good value at the position in the draft. Yeah. Um, and even like an Albert O I'm not I, I, like, I, I think Albert O could uh, with, with Russell Wilson. I mean, he, he made the most of what Teddy and Locke gave him. So I, I would love to see how the Russ trade affects him and i i think he's gonna flourish in this offense yeah so I, I think um a lot of people have been asking this question you know we did sign eric tomlinson tight end from the baltimore ravens on a one-year deal he's more of like uh you know he fits the new scheme he's gonna be more solidified uh blocking tight end that's gonna be his task there but i think with this question they're kind of asking you know why haven't we made a big move to replace a guy like noah fan who we drafted 20th overall at the tight end position. So I think, you know, as a Broncos fans, a lot of them saw Noah fan as an up, up and coming star. He just didn't really have that quarterback. And while I do agree with that, I feel like it was the right move in the long run to trade um, him to Seattle, just because you have to trade those key assets to get a quarterback like Russell Wilson. But I can answer this question in uh, firm belief that the Broncos organization does think highly of Albert Okuebinam. I feel like he has a very similar uh, frame, similar length, similar potential as well. We got him as a steal out of Missouri in the fourth round. Um, I really, you know, in that draft after we brought in Drew Locke, I feel like that was kind of a, you know, a reason from the Drew Locke, uh, us bringing in Drew Locke that we did bring in Albert Okwebenam. But also at the same time, I really feel like this, you know, like I've said, I really feel like this front office does see a lot in Albert Okwebenam, and I do as well. I feel like he's, he's, he's going to be a huge mismatch if he's given the opportunity. So yeah, moving, I agree completely. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, uh, I agree completely. Uh, Alberto, I, I think he can be a, a top 10 tight end with in this offense, especially with the quarterback. Oh, yeah. Um, so, and, and I, I really don't see tight end as, as big of a need as maybe some fans do. Um, and then that's the thing, like you said, we got Tomlinson, who is the, who's a great blocking tight end. And that's something that we lacked last year. Even though Fant and uh, Okuwebunam are great pass catchers, they do they do lack on the blocking in the blocking aspect of things so um i'm i'm i i am excited to see improved blocking from our tight end core um and, and i i think alberto will be able to produce just enough on his own to fill that void yeah i feel like uh too many broncos fans like overestimate like how much we really need to support russell wilson on that offensive you know not the offensive line, but our receiving core. I mean, we're talking about Russell Wilson here. He really elevates his players. He's a phenomenal quarterback. It's not like we're bringing in Teddy and need the absolute best, you know, receiving core to um, elevate his play. I feel like this is Russell Wilson we're talking about. He's going to elevate our receiving core, and it'll become evident this season. So I really feel like, like you said, a tight end really isn't as big of a need as fans are making it out to be. I know fans have talked about bringing in Trey McBride, uh, possibly in the second round. I don't think he any any realistic possibility he would be available all the way at 64, which is our first pick that we have in the draft in the second round. Um, but if we were to trade up for him, 
that wouldn't make too much sense. I just don't think tight end is as viable of a need as, you know, fans are making it out to be. And I don't think it really is high on the minds of uh, George Payton in that front office. So moving on to the next question, we have TJ Hunt asks, do you think we will sign anyone else? So I think this will be a question we touch on more a little bit later in the podcast. Um, but realistically, you know, not throwing out any names right now. Um, do you think we will, do you think we're really looking at any more free agents in this class? Oh yeah, I, I'm sure we are. I think, and I think a, a big factor in this again, price, price, price. Um, I think Peyton may be waiting because a lot of these, as time goes on, um, the longer these free agents sit on the market, the price is going to go down. So um, I could definitely see us making a move for one of these, like for one of the vets or even possibly like one of the, one of the Broncos that isn't re-signed as of now. But again, I, I just think it all comes down to price at this point. And, and we do got to keep in mind, we have to have enough cap to sign our draft class and all that, and all that stuff. And so I, I do see a signing coming. Um, I, it's just, I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah, I, I 100% agree on that matter. Um, you know, it's definitely possible. It's something to, you know, keep in your mind there. Uh, I think we're ranked as of now, like 11th in the league as uh, teams making free agent signings. You know, the teams that have devoted the most to free agency so far in 2022. So I wouldn't, you know, rule that out that we will be more, even more aggressive with the remaining free agents. So moving on, we have Theos248 asks, rate the Broncos offseason out of 10 so far. Man, I, I think you got to give it a 10. I mean, Russell Wilson. Exactly. Um, I mean, that's enough to lift you over there. Yeah. I mean, I think that that in itself. And uh, I think the value that we got out of that trade. And then just, I mean, and then look at our other free agent signings. I mean, they're, they're solid signings. I mean, we haven't done, we haven't really done anything splashy. But, um, and then, I mean, too, if you, if you want to count uh, re-signing Court and Tim Patrick, I mean, that was during the season. but. Um, as far as free agency goes, I mean, I, I think we've been pretty much flawless, just about as good of an off season as you can have. And then the trade just, I think that just puts it over the top. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's phenomenal off season so far. I mean, George Payton just putting on a masterclass right now. I mean, this is his time to shine right now and he, he's doing exactly that. So we have Connor Mangini. I apologize if I said that incorrectly but he asks what do you think we need to improve on more o-line cornerback wide receiver or linebacker man and that's that's where i go back to i, I think corner and linebacker are probably bigger needs than the offensive line um and our offensive line is not bad by any means i i, I still think that it would be nice to have like that cornerstone uh like right tackle um, but I think Billy Turner is going to be solid at that position. And then um, Lloyd, Kish, Lloyd Christianberry, he, he improved a lot in his second year. Um, and I, I, I think, I think he's a solid option at the safety or at the center position. Um, I, I don't know if he's quite like franchise material, but I do think he's a viable option there. Um, and that's just like, again, going back to looking at our division, I do think defense is probably where you need what you need to prioritize here because the offense is already going to be great on its own. I mean, Russell Wilson is your quarterback. Now I think you need to devote resources to bigger needs like corner, linebacker, with just with the with the division we have, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. And I mean, every team in our division has probably, I'd say probably a top 10, top 15 receiving core. So I, I think those are bigger needs for us as of now. Yeah, this division has become nothing less than an all-star game. I mean, every team is stacked at every position. Um, not every position, but, you know, it's looking like easily the best division in the NFL. So, I mean, why would you not devote everything you can to these uh, positions that you need, and especially positions that you're already good at? You want to keep getting better at those so that your other teams, your other teams can have more of a competition to try and – you know, those, those division games are extremely important. So you got to get, you know, have to do everything you can, especially if it's free agency, the draft, improve in any way you can. So next we have Hoodie Heiko asks, will DJ Jones be an improvement from Shelby Harris? This is a good question. 
Um, I, I do. Uh, I don't think DJ Jones, he's not the pass rusher that Shelby is, but I do think he's going to make up for it with uh, run defense. He's a oh, great yeah. run stuffer, stu- uh, plugging the gaps. I mean, he, he, he's a, he's a game wrecker. I think he's probably, and I, I would say he's probably our best free agent signing um, this whole off season. I, I think, and that's something that we lacked last year. I think our, I think our run defense was kind of lackluster in some scenario, in some situations. And I think DJ Jones is going to make up greatly for that. So. Yeah, I absolutely love this move. We kind of touched on this a little bit in the first episode of the podcast, but you know, Shelby Harris is one of those guys. We weren't too sure if he's going to make it to another contract. He was extended to a three-year, $27 million deal. So we still had a little bit more time here. But to bring in DJ Jones, who is younger, it does it does make a lot of sense. And, you know, on top of that, we already have Mike Purcell as well. So to have two run stuffers like that and DJ Jones being one of the best in the league at that position and in that category – he, that's a huge move. And for uh, him to be brought in after Shelby Harris leaving, you know, I'm not sure if it will be an improvement. Only time will tell, um, you know, the, the tape doesn't lie, but I think, you know, him on that San Francisco D line, watching him play there, I think he might be an improvement for Shelby Harris there. So that's a huge move. Shelby Harris was huge uh, player on the defensive line for us. He had a lot of, you know, he was, he was a game wrecker as well. Honestly, he, yeah, you know, there's a one game where this we played the Steelers and he intercepted Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, who would have expected a defensive lineman like that to get back there and make a pick in such a huge moment like that? And he had so many block kicks, so many batted balls. So, I mean, that's gonna that's a little bit of a ceiling there that you know DJ Jones is gonna have to you know shoes to fill there. So, the only time will tell with that signing. But I think if anybody's gonna be an improvement for Shelby Harris at that position in free agency for us to sign, I think it would be uh, DJ Jones. So now we have is Judy not being at practice with Russ concerning uh, that also is from hood high co. And, you know, kind of, you want to kind of touch on this. Uh, uh, I'll start off with this, you know, in case you didn't see Jerry, Judy did Jerry, Judy did uh, kind of put, put on his story that, he was, uh, you know, there's that picture with him in the hospital and there's a balloon, you know, it said, get well soon. And I know one of the balloons said like mom. So obviously, you know, there was something happening there in case you guys did not see. Um, there was something happening there in his family. There's a family matter. So when Russell Wilson and all our teammates were practicing, um, you know, in his backyard there something was going on with Jerry Judy. And so I know a lot of people took to Twitter and immediately criticized him for not being there. It it wasn't him, you know, being lazy or not having the work ethic to be there with his teammates. It was simply just a matter going on in his family that not fans of course did not know about and immediately just started criticizing him for that. Yeah. You know, and two things I took away from that, you know, one, like some things are bigger than football and then, and two, uh, I, you know, it's March. I think people are kind of overreacting to that whole situation. Um, I mean, it's, it, it, it's still March. They, they've got plenty of time to, to get in sync, to get, to get reps in. I mean, him not being there for one uh, private workout in March with the guys, I'm not, I'm not concerned at all. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. And, you know, that's kind of our fans just being a little, you know, out of the ordinary sometimes with judging players so quickly. I know Judy has had a lot of criticisms with his drops and now, you know, they're making it a narrative with the whole worth ethic, work ethic thing. So, you know, honestly, there's always things happening in players' lives that you don't know about. They're humans just like us. So that's the reason he wasn't uh, practicing with Russ. There's no concerns there. Jerry Judy's an amazing player and they're going to get that chemistry down. So there's no worries there. So Joshua, moving on, we have Joshua, Joshua Torres, 9220, asks, what is the next biggest offseason move Peyton makes? Do you think it would be like in free agency or the draft? Um, I, I'd, probably, I'd, probably say, uh, I'd probably say the draft. And I actually, I actually kind of wanted to touch on this. I actually um, – I think there are a few uh, – few potential trade candidates that are currently on the roster 
Um, cause Pat, uh, Peyton did say that he, he, he wants to have more picks. And I, so I do definitely see us making a few moves to potentially acquire more, more picks. And I, I think, uh, a few guys that could possibly be in that conversation. Um, I, I, I think maybe some pieces along the O-line, Dalton, Dalton Reisner, um, Bradley Chubb. I, I, I do think that those are viable. I think that those are players that may actually be, be available. Um, and I, I know Pey- Peyton is going to acquire more picks. So it's, I think it's just a matter of time. I don't really, I can't really forecast us, uh, signing any big free agents at the moment. And again, that, that just all depends on price. At least that's how I would assume, uh, Peyton is looking at it. So, yeah, I, I would say probably the next big off season move would probably be until, uh, probably around the draft or at the draft. Yeah, so bouncing off of the draft, we have Nathaniel.hackett.hc asked thoughts on Peyton stating that we might trade back into the first round. So we kind of had that interview uh, with Mike Kliss, I think it was two days ago, about you know whether he's going to trade back into the first round, trade down, stay put. This is George Payne just doing exactly what he did last year. He always keeps every option available, and it's not, not necessarily that he's going to do exactly that, but he does it to, you know, not necessarily toy with the media, but he's he's not giving away his plan. He's not going to, you know, say, all right, you know, we're really looking into trading up. And even if a GM does say that, it's more than likely a smokescreen. But, you know, in this case, this is just George Payton being smart. He's one of the smartest GMs in the league by far. So, you know, him saying that he could trade back into the first round potentially. Um, right now, I believe he has – I believe he has exactly seven uh, picks in the 2022 draft as of now. So, you know, everything still is on the table. He did not lie, but – you know, I feel like they're leaning more towards a certain way, and obviously they would not say that. And also it has to depend on their draft board, who they like. If they're falling, they, they would draft, uh, trade up in that instance. Um, and I know a lot of people have talked about, you know, we'll touch on this a little bit in a little bit, but with David Ajabo possibly falling and if we would trade up or just let's see if he'll fall in our lap after he tore that, uh, what was it, Achilles or ACL? Yeah, it was an Achilles injury. Yeah, Achilles, very unfortunate for him there. Edge uh, rusher on uh, for Michigan, really good player. Obviously, that injury is going to tank his draft stock a lot. So so now we're going to actually shift back over to a uh, free agent that we have. And, you know, this has been asked to me a lot. I know a report came out a little, you know, kind of tempting this, but Jared um, underscore George 18 asks, are we really bringing back Melvin? So we had that report uh, come out that, you know, uh, George Payton said with that interview um, in my list with my list saying, you know, they're still open to bringing back Kareem Jackson or Melvin Gordon. Do you think, you know, this is like I just said, you know, him kind of keeping every option available or do you think they're really, you know, talking with the agents of those two free agents and are and are realistically, you know, possibly bringing them back on a, you know, a short deal? Yeah, I, I, I do think it's definitely a possibility, and I, I wouldn't hate the move. Um, if we could get him for the right price, I, I'd absolutely love it because Melvin Melvin and Javante splitting carries. I mean, we had one of the most effective and productive backfields in the, in the league last year. So um, I, I'd say it's definitely a viable option. But at the same time, um, you can probably get an, a running back. I mean, Melvin is very easily replaceable. You can probably get a running back of that can give you the same production as he did on a cheaper deal in like the fourth or fifth round of the draft. So I, if you, if you, if there's a guy that uh, Peyton likes on the draft board that is going to be hanging around like round four or five, I I'd definitely take the swing on that and just go, roll with the cheaper option. And then, and even then, I mean, Javante, with what he did last year, I think he is ready to be like the, I, I think he's ready to be a three down workhorse back. Um, I, even if a rookie that you draft doesn't pan out or isn't overly productive, I think he, I, I, Javante is ready for the responsibility of getting the majority of the carries. Yeah, I would 100% agree. We you know we touched on this a little bit in the first episode. You know, I think Javante, like you said, he's ready to take that workload. Running backs are easily replaceable. So I don't know if Melvin would really be able to come back and just like kind of submit to being the running back two on this team. I honestly don't think he ever would do that. 
Um, so this report to me is just kind of like, I don't know. He's, I feel like he's kind of implying that he's open to him bringing back on a very small deal, but also he would want, you know, Javante having a little bit more carries than Melvin would, you know, it's not a bad thing to have two really good running backs and, you know, bounce off of each other. Like we see in Cleveland with uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but you know, I think he's kind of just implying that it's still, you know, a door that's open for Melvin Gordon. But I feel like he's kind of, you know, also like, you know, Melvin isn't back here. Uh, he hasn't been re-signed to a second contract because he's, you know, demanding too much money. So I think that's something, something, uh, you know, he's kind of just keeping open there. So the next question I have is what position, and this is by B underscore loading, what position will be a point of emphasis as we head into the draft? Uh, what, what's your take on that? I, you know, right now I'd say probably, I think linebacker, um, edge and corner are all, are all very viable options. And again, like you said, David Ajabo, that's, that's a guy to watch. Um, his draft stock is going to, is going to drop tremendously. And, um, you know, the injury is concerning, but at, but I, I think he is such a high caliber player. I mean, I, I, I think he had like potential to go top 10 um, before the injury. So, I mean, if you can get that caliber of a player um, in the, in the second round, I, I would definitely take the swing on that. And I, I might even argue you could trade up for him, but um, I think, I think edge linebacker corner are all big needs. Um and there's still free agent signings yet to happen. So we'll see what needs to get filled there. Um, but at, at, at the roster as of now, I'm just prioritizing defense. Um, I, I'd say corner. Um, there's a lot to guys to like in this class. Um, you know, and that's another that's another position I could see Peyton, if he is serious about trading back into the first round, I could see him targeting the corner there. Yeah. Um, to me, after signing Alex Singleton, that's a good signing. Um, he's gonna be prior. To, he's gonna be like more. Uh, he's gonna be more on special teams there. But to me, I feel like linebacker is the uh, point of emphasis in terms of position positional needs heading into the draft. So there are sixty four. If whether we're gonna trade up, sit, you know, sit there or trade back, I feel like linebacker is a huge need after losing Alexander Johnson. And I don't know if Bobby Wagner really is going to come to Denver after all. But um, to me, you know, corner is still a really big need to me. Um, we have Ronald Darby, PS2, Kwan Williams. That's a good that's a good room, but you definitely need more depth there. And to bring in someone young, learn there and potentially uh, I don't know what we would do. You know, Ronald Darby's on a three year deal. I don't know what we're going to do with him in the future. But, you know, Bryce Callahan just left. So obviously corners are still needed there um to you know help out on the outside at least so you know linebacker still is the biggest need to me there yeah I, I agree completely I think uh and I think solidifying the run defense which and I think it'll already be good at, as it is with the roster now but um and that's the thing I mean Alex Singleton that's a that's a decent signing again like you said he's mostly uh gonna be on special teams I I, I wouldn't feel great if he was a starting linebacker um but I think it, with Josie Jewell and say potentially a, a Bobby Wagner or a second, third round, like a day two, day three pick um, there in that, in that spot, I, I wouldn't feel too, too bad about that. Um, and I do agree. I, I, I'd say of the three needs, linebacker is probably the biggest and edge is probably next. But um, yeah, I do think I do expect Peyton to address that, address that need whether it be draft via free agency or tr even trade. Yeah. Like we're talking about early on, you know, the teams can explore all their options, whether it be bringing in veterans or young and up, um, up and coming players. So final, finally, our final question for our Q and a today, we have Kel Kelvin Cardoza asks what happens if the Broncos disappoint this season, man, that would be a turn of events. Yeah, that would be a real shock. Um, taking injuries out of the equation, I mean, assume, assuming we, we avoid the injury the, the injury bug this year, I mean, I, I really can't find any way to convince myself that this team – I mean, I think this team's floor is pretty dang high for, for the roster and, oh, yeah. and the quarterback. Um, again, but just barring injuries, I, I think our floor is honestly – I'd say probably – nine to 10 wins and you know 
that that would be disappointing uh, with all the moves that we've made. But I, I think this team is I, I don't think that there's much much ways to convince yourself that this team is going to disappoint barring injuries. Yeah, it's been made known all offseason and even last season and even prior years that this team is only a quarterback away. And now that we also got a great offensive mind and head coach, I mean, that's something also, uh, you know, taken taken into account that we got a really good coach. I mean, we made the first hire of the head coaching cycle. So, you know, for us to get a, a, you know, a coaching of uh, Nathaniel Hackett's caliber, and also bringing Russell Wilson to pair with him and giving him, you know, him, you know, giving him the power of, you know, bringing in who he wants, you know, bringing, making, you know, fitting the team to his fits, you know, letting him do what he wants now, opposed to what he was doing in Seattle. I think this is going to be huge. Um, the expectation was that, you know, once this team gets a, at least a elite quarterback, you know, or at least a quarterback that can just do the average things at best, um, uh, you know, to bring in a guy like that, this team will have, like you said, a minimum of, of nine, 10 wins. You know, this team has to make the playoffs. So if we were to disappoint the season, I think one of the, like you said, the only things uh, to happen, if that were to happen would be injuries, you know, knock on wood. Um, but for this team to have a disappointing season, if we were to stay healthy and after getting Russell Wilson, uh, I definitely think there would be, uh, you know, there'd be fires that need to be uh, made happen. Um, yeah, something definitely would have to be going wrong behind the scenes for that to happen. You know, this team 100% has to at least make the playoffs after the moves that we made. So now I would like to, um, introduce our guest for this episode. We are going to be talking about all sorts of, you know, the two signings that we made with Quan Williams and Billy Turner. We're going to be talking about Broncos free agents that we have not signed on if, and we're going to make our verdicts on if we want to bring them back or not. And also to cap, to uh, finalize things, we'll be talking about notable free agents the Broncos could still pursue. So uh, with that being said, I would like to bring on my friend from Broncos Route on Instagram. His name's Carson. Um, yeah, how are you doing today, Carson? Hey, what's good? What's good? Excited to be on here. Excited to have you on. So, you know, uh, me and my friend Trayton here are talking a lot about, you know, our free agents you know, in terms of who we've signed, who we haven't signed, who we could sign. So starting with who we have signed in terms of the last few days, we brought in a slot corner from San Francisco and Kawan Williams, a uh, two-year, $7 million deal. It fits the system pretty well. What were your initial thoughts on, like, bringing him in, and how do you feel like he's going to perform, you know, after how he was uh, the past few seasons with San Francisco? Well, um, I think he's really going to fill that role there. Um, I, I've been reading a lot of good things about him. Um, I, I read this article. It was on, uh, what was it, uh, Broncos Draft Report or something, or some, some Mile High Report website. Um, I mean, the last few years he's been playing uh, as one of the best slot defenders in the league. Um, I know he's great with blitzing. Um, I, and, I, and I could tell from his press conference that he's really eager to be in blue and orange. So I'm excited about it. That's definitely a move to, you know, get Broncos fans excited. But there's also, you know, two different sides there. We touched on this a little bit earlier, but with the Bryce Callahan, it seems like a Bryce Callahan departure. Um, what are your thoughts on, like, you know, the possibility of us just sticking with Kwan Williams on that, you know, $3.5 million annual deal um, and letting go of Bryce Callahan? I mean, that's kind of sad to see. I mean, Bryce, Bryce performed – I mean, he performed pretty good last year. Um, uh, but like you say, all good things come to an end. Um, and this is really this, if you look at this team, um, what Russell's been doing, um, uh, and Peyton and ev everyone been bringing in new guys. Um, so I'm, I'm really liking the new vibe with that. So new guys, I think like kind of, kind of refresh. I mean, I, I love Calhan. I think, I think he was one of the best defenders on our team for sure. If not the best other than Justin Simmons or Sertan. But um, I, I think it's 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 really good for the team. Yeah, he's someone who I liked a lot, and it's unfortunate to, you know, and everything's still on the table. It's not official that he's leaving, but you know, bringing in Kawan Williams, who has that experience at slot, it does look very much that way that uh, it's trending for Callahan to leave this team. So yeah, it, now, would, it would really take some big injury to happen over the next few weeks at like a workout or something for him to stay in my opinion. 
Yeah. So flipping sides, we have now in the trenches uh, an offensive line we bring in from Green Bay, a familiar face in Billy mm-hmm. Turner, one year, five million. He can play left tackle, left guard, right guard, right tackle. I mean, he's so versatile. Um, what were your initial thoughts on him bring, being back? You know, I feel like some people were looking at possibly Lyle Collins and then he signs with Cincinnati and then mm-hmm. we settle for Billy Turner. Like, what were you thinking? Like, man, I wish I would have, I wish we would have looked towards the draft for that replacement. Um, or were you like, okay, Billy Turner, you know, this, this signing is going to be good for us in the long run. I, I said yes. The first thing uh, we saw this Billy Turner. I, I saw this Billy Turner signing. I mean, if you look at the Broncos' past um, O lineman success, there there hasn't really been any, and it's not like we have that early round pick like we did, where we could take Charles Cross or that one tackle from uh, NC State. Um, and I and I I saw the Green Bay connection and that he's been in Denver before, and I was like, yes, he he's been. I mean, he he's been under Hackett with that offensive coordinator role. Um, so he'll know that very well. Um, so I think he'll get along really well. Um, but I like it better than trying to take a chance on someone with that, uh, first, second round or that second round pick or whatever. Um, because I, I really don't think there's going to be a lot of, um, I mean, there'll be good talent, but I don't know if it'll be ready to go talent. I don't want another Cushionberry example or something like that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's a, that's a great perspective on there, honestly. So, um, now that we kind of addressed the two players that we did bring in recently, um, in our first episode, we did touch on the splash moves that we made in DJ Jones and Randy Gregory. So now we have the unsigned Broncos for agents that we could bring Brett, that we could bring back. You know, there's still some rumors there that they could potentially come back on small deals. As of now, we have 16.1 million cap space, uh, according to spot track. So we have safety Kareem Jackson. So what are your thoughts on him? Like, do you think Caden Stearns is truly ready to fill that strong safety role? Or do you think Kareem Jackson needs to be brought back on another small deal? He was, he was signed to a one-year $5 million last year after he kind of was let go and then kind of sat there in free agency for a while and he came back. Um, so do you think he, do you think we should bring Kareem back or do you think we should even possibly looking at bringing another safety in? Um, I think we should. I think we should bring Kareem back. I mean, you saw Caden Stearns last year. He had games where he had great performance. I mean, talk about that Cowboys game. Uh, what was it? There was one more game that really stood out to me with him. I mean, it may have been the Cincinnati game. One of the later games in the season, he had a couple big interceptions late in the games, and it, it, it kind of stood out to me. But I think the I think Kareem is what we need. Kind of this one year right here. Um, I mean, that may may not make a lot of sense, but if you look at it from perspective we uh i don't know i just went blank on my head my bad but we uh um we've got one year right here J- just sign back to another one year five mil maybe six mil spend a little bit more on him um i mean he didn't disappoint last year he was injured for a decent amount of time didn't he have a concussion he, he may have a concussion if i remember uh, i believe so yeah so um I-, I think it would be smart to bring him back um there's a couple other broncos unsigned free agents that i don't think we should bring back uh that we could talk about later, but he is one of my top ones that I, I put yes on. Yeah. I think with that injury, uh, Kareem actually, I can't remember which player it was, but he bumped heads with another Broncos player, hit him right in his helmet. You know, that's, it's kind of one of those mis, uh, unfortunate injuries, but it's not something that, you know, constantly plagues with Kareem Jackson. You know, one thing I always talk good about Kareem Jackson is he's, he's very uh, consistent, but he's also, he stays very healthy. And that's something we mm-hmm. need, you know, we need more on this team, you know, staying, yes. staying yes, healthy finally. as much as you can, especially in that secondary and on uh, defense in general, just so many injuries to our star players on defense. That's hurt us. Um, you know, this team's really good though, with, uh, you know, next man up mentality, uh, they're under Vic Fangio, but now Vic Fangio is gone. Um, you know, mm-hmm. this team, you know, like, like I've already said, just more consistent, more consistency with staying healthy is something we need. And Kareem Jackson brings that. He's a hard hitter. He had mm-hmm. some really huge hits uh, with the Chargers and, this year. And Broncos fans just love him. Broncos yeah. fans love this guy. He's, he's one of the, he's one of the fans most beloved players that has been on this team for a decent amount of time. Yeah, I think that's something all of Broncos country can agree on. Super, uh, he he he's he's with the fan base a lot. You know, he uh, what's the word for it? He's um Flex Friday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there, there's always those things where he's 
you know, reposting the stuff with Broncos fans and mm-hmm. he's just a really likable guy, something, uh, someone who Broncos fans connect to a lot. But mm-hmm. so moving on to another likable person, um, like linebacker Alexander Johnson, what are your take on him? What's your take on him? I know George Payton said it was going to be hard for him to bring Josie Jewel and Alexander Johnson back. Um, usually doesn't make comments like that, but he did say, I believe it was um, prior to the combine that he said he was going to be unable, uh, it was going to be hard for him to bring back both of them back. So what do you think? Do you think uh, Alexander Johnson, someone who fills run gaps really well, is someone who we should bring back? Or do you think we should kind of stick with Singleton there and possibly look toward the, to the draft? Um, I mean, I, I, I think – stopping the run is what we need on this defense. That's something we lacked of a lot last year at certain times, not always, but at certain times. Um, I mean, I love Josie Jewell. Don't get me wrong. As an Iowa fan, I love Josie Jewell. Um, I, I think he, he plays with a lot of passion for us. I mean, you, you see him after every play, um, but he, he wants to start. I feel like there's, there's no way I don't think he'll sit behind someone we pick up in the draft and just waiting if someone's injured. Um, I, I, I think we could take him back, but I'm going to say no. Yeah, honestly, to me, that it wouldn't make too much sense to bring Alexander Johnson back in this instance, given the circumstances of re-signing Jewel to that two-year $11 million deal. Um, so next we have a very popular topic amongst our free agents, uh, Melvin Gordon. This is constantly debated among Broncos country. Uh, you know, certain fans can't agree on whether we should bring him back on a cheap deal um, and just kind of split carries with Javante. I know a large group, including myself, wants to see Javante get his chance after we traded up for him last last year. What do you, what do you think? Do you think uh, Melvin uh, deserves another contract on this team, or do you think it's time to, you know, find someone else to replace that running back two spot or just give Mike Boone his chance? Well, if you ask Broncos Hub or any other Broncos fan pages, I'm not a Melvin Gordon fan. I'm, I've said it for a while. There's multiple games where, um, let's take the Lions game. I mean, Melvin had a couple touchdowns in that game. Both running backs had great games that game. But um, there's there's just these games where I see um, Javante have just go out. And then, and then I would see Fangio throw, throw Melvin in there and he'd get like a two-yard loss or something. I think he's slowly, I mean, he's what, what is he? He's late, late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. 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 So his, his service time's coming down to an end. Um, I mean, what, what has he been asking? I mean, we, he should only be paid maybe four or five, six million at most if we're bringing him back on a one year deal, in my opinion. Um, I, I don't know what he's been asking for, um, but I think that's what he should be brought back on. But I, I think, no, I think he's, I think he's a little too, I think he's becoming slower and he's just regressing. Don't get me wrong. If we kept him for two years or one year, yeah, he'll he'll do good in that offense, but I th- I think it'd be nice to maybe take a chance on someone later in the draft or um, sign a different back in free agency. Like, uh, let me think, who who is it? Is it uh, McKissick signed back with the with the Commanders? Um, what about David Johnson, maybe or someone like that? Um, yeah, there's veterans to, we could still yeah. potentially look into bringing in. There's also yeah. uh, Trayton ch- uh, chimed in a little bit and said, uh, you know within the late rounds, like maybe round like four, five, six, we could mm-hmm. potentially look at who could bring good value to that position. You know, there's still options that could still produce just as well. You know, I personally don't um, like Melvin Gordon as much as fans do, you know, person wise, he's a really good person. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's still, I, I mean, I won't knock on him too much. I think he's still in his prime years. He's 28. Um, I think he still produced really well. I just feel like in terms of what this team is trying to do right now, in terms of the moves they have already made with Javante, it wouldn't make sense to bring him back. He, he, yeah, he, I, I think he, it would just be a waste of money, in my opinion. Just, just yeah. a little waste of money. We originally brought him back on a two-year 16. We originally signed him on a two-year $16 million deal, so I can't imagine him wanting too much of a drop-off in terms of the contract that he brought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked at his market value. I looked that up while you were talking. His market value right now is five point two million dollars. So if we, if we were to resign him, people are saying that's what his market value should be. Yeah, to me, it's a no brainer not bring him back. So um, Bryce Callahan, we kind of already touched on him. Um, moving on, Stefan Weatherly. Stefan Weatherly is someone who kind of made some. Uh, he had some good sacks there towards the end uh, stretch there where we kind of were seeing a little bit of a hope for the playoffs. We were seven and six at one point. Um, 
around that Cincinnati game. And he, he was, after we traded, I think it was a seventh round pick for him to Minnesota for Stephen Weatherly. He, mm-hmm. he, he made some good plays. He was showing some good pro- productivity on that defensive line at the edge position. Um, do you think he's someone we, we should bring back on a little deal or you think he's kind of like Kenny Young where we traded for him and we're kind of just going to let him walk? Well, I mean, I love Kenny Young. I, I think he showed I, show, I think he showed greatness at that linebacker position this year um, or earlier on the year, for example. But uh, um, I don't really know. I mean, that was the end. Of, that was towards the end of the year. We were trying to make a push for the playoffs. Like you said, he had those great sacks in those later games. Um um, kind of like Jermonte Jones, someone like that who kind of st- like kind of popped out at the like the end of the year. Who knows if we can see that towards because um, um, we were also getting injury prone down down there um, at that position towards the end of the year. So I, I don't know if we'll see that um, again from him, from St- Stefan um, if we bring him back on a deal. And I, I don't know how much he's worth. Um, I would rather spend that money on, uh, for example, a veteran line, linebacker like uh, um, Bobby Wagner or someone like that, um, maybe to get more chemistry with uh, Russell, just on the team-wise, not like position-wise because defense, offense. But I, I really want to take one more dive at someone big in free agency with the remaining money. Notable free agents Broncos could still pursue – we're looking um, – we're about to wrap up here. We have notable free agents in cornerback Stephon Gilmore, who was just traded to Carolina. And there's just kind of different reports on him if he's either going to resign with them or he's looking elsewhere. I've seen reports about the Chiefs and Raiders showing heavy interest in him. That's kind of one uh, – I know George Payne's a little secretive on the players he, he will pursue – so nobody knows if he really is looking at him or not. Do you think Stefan Gilmore is someone we should add to the cornerback room or do you think we should uh, stay with who we have or look towards the draft? No, that's my only answer. No, no, too, 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 too expensive, too expensive. And I, I just don't, he, he's going to be someone who's going to end up on someone like the Raiders. Like you said, uh, who knows, maybe the Panthers again, he'll sign on one of the, one of those teams, um, who's who's trying to make that push, but I don't think he fits well with us. I, I would rather, I, I would say no. That's an interesting take. I, pers- I I like Stephon Gilmore a lot, but in terms of like, I see what you're saying, the contract, that's a lot of money towards the secondary. I mean, mm-hmm. Justin Simmons was extended to that four-year, $61 million deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got um, PSU, you know, low contract, but he's still going to be a really good starter for us. Then Ronald yeah, Darby. Yeah. A three-year, I believe, is a three-year, $30 million deal. That's quite expensive there. To So to add Stephon Gilmore already to that after we just signed Quan Yeah, I, just think, I think it's just too much money to spend in that secondary, um, especially with how talented it is already. So it, not, not saying we don't need more talent or anything, but with how talented it is already, it's not like we're in need of someone like that. So also staying in that secondary, we have another free agent in Tyron Matthew, who we are, me and Trayton already kind of touched on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm assuming since you don't want to spend too much uh, money on that secondary, you kind of want to look at uh, Kareem Jackson, like you already talked about, and not yes. focus on Tyron Matthew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I love Tyron Matthew on the field. But some of the actions off the field, I mean, I kind of expect express this on my own page when we signed him. I I, got, I probably received 10 plus uh, uh, messages from followers um, <laughs> after I, I think I said like, oh, I don't even know what I said. Probably not appropriate. But uh, <laughs> um, um, I like I like his play on the field. I just don't like his play off the field. And I, I don't know if necessarily him signing with Denver would be his best option. I don't think he'd want to be interested in Denver, to be honest with you. If you look at how, how much he's interacted with AFC West fans on social media like that. Um, I, don't get me wrong. Like I said, his, his on the field play, it's amazing. It's one of the best, but Justin Simmons is better. Yeah, I, I, I agree for that aspect. I think he would be a, a good addition to this defense. It's just in terms of his character and his contract. Um, there definitely is concerns with that. I personally have gotten along with Tyron Matthew. I've talked to him a few times. He's interacted in comment sections uh, on my page. Um, but, you know, there's obviously – he's got beef with certain fan bases and whatnot. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of fans know exactly what we're talking about. But uh, we have you another You either love one. him or you hate him. You exactly. either love or you hate him. There's no in-between. Mm-hmm. 
So moving on, we have a player. I know a few um, people asked this on my story as well. Jadevian Clowney. Um, do you think, I mean, to me, this this one, I don't know why it's being thrown around. We have we just got Randy Gregory and Jadevian Clowney, uh, who just signed with the Browns. Or was he signed or traded? It was uh, last season. Um, he Well, they're projecting here. Let me see. 15 million contract. Yeah, people. He wants at least fifteen million dollars. Is what I'm seeing. Um, Which oh, is I crazy. How, yeah, that is especially for how it, he's thirty. He's thirty years old already. That that's that's he's getting. He's starting to get older. But wh- why why do we need him? We just signed Randy Gregor to a five year contract. I mean, yeah. would it make much sense there? It's something Broncos fans kind of chatted a little bit um, about. Um, so I to me that makes absolutely no sense. Something uh, definitely think mm-hmm. he's just shut down there. And then we have Bobby Wagner. We um, already kind of touched on. Um, you think you think he's someone we should bring in? Or I know a, uh, a section of the fan base actually thinks he's washed. What's your opinions on him? <laughs> Bobby Wagner washed? Yeah, people been saying that. Oh heard, wow! Yeah, heard that thrown around about a little bit. Oh, I mean, he's thirty-one. I can see where they're coming from. But look at this guy. Look at this guy. He's he spent his whole career with Russell Wilson in Seattle. What's not to like about him? We won't have to pay him that much money. I mean, I don't, I don't want to overpay for him. I don't want to go negative in cap space, obviously. Um, but what's not to like about him? He's had great years these past few years. He, I mean, last year kind of let down. But if you look at like the o- overview of the last three years or so, look at, look at all his performance on that Seattle team with nobody in that secondary except Quandre Diggs. There's no one, no one, no one there. And then, yeah. and then he, he's making plays there uh, as that linebacker. I would love to sign him. Like I, I think I said this earlier. I would rather go big and spend that rest, most of the rest of the money on him. I, I think going on someone more veteran, um, and then maybe two, three year deal on them. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think he's uh, one of the few free agents that you definitely uh, could say is realistic and someone not to rule out. Um, if we are going to make one more move, I could see it being him. Um, you know, we talked a little bit early on about not bringing AJ Johnson back just because Jewel wouldn't really, you know, be willing to go down. But if we were to bring uh, down the depth chart, but if we were to bring in uh, Bobby Wagner, that's definitely going to be a lethal duo there with Jewel. Um, mm-hmm. Both both can tackle really well. You can definitely say that. Much. Yeah, Jewel was, ha- Jewel was having a great year before he got hurt. I mean, look at that Jacksonville game. That Jacksonville game, one of the, one of the best of his career right there. Yeah. So, and, you know, both him and A.J. Johnson, very unfortunate, both tore their pick. Uh, I -hmm. think it was, you know, Justin, I don't think it was, was it back-to-back weeks? Uh, Well, I believe uh, Jewel tore, I think his was, was it either, I know he got injured during that Jacksonville game, but um, I I do not know if it was back-to-back. We'll move on to uh, tight end Rob Gronkowski. So, this is one, uh, another one from uh, Jadevian Clowney. It's kind of looking very unrealistic, but um, I don't know. Uh, we've kind of touched on this early on with the tight end position. You think like someone like him, a veteran, would actually come to Denver and you know fill that starting role? Like, do you think we'd actually be looking there, or you think he's uh, returning to uh, Tampa? I think he'll return to Tampa. Tom's coming back. Um, my dad's a huge Patriots fan. He he's loved Belichick or excuse me, huge Patriots fan. And then I have a lot of family down in Tampa. So he started to join that fan base because of Tom. Um, but he was talking to me about it. He, he was wondering the same thing you're asking me right now. Um, I, I, I think, no, I think the only teams he'll be looking at is maybe the, what the Colts, um, the Titans, uh, who else, the Bengals and the Bucks. I, I, I mean, he probably would not, hate playing for Russell Wilson in that offense, that, that lethal offense. But uh, um, there's no way he leaves Tom in a couple of Tom Brady's last few years. I don't see it happening. Yeah, that would make no sense to me. Um, I personally would not would not like him on this team um, mm-hmm. just because I, I think highly of Albert Okwebenam. So mm-hmm. we'll jump down the list a little bit. We're going to talk um, – also about Cal Rudolph. He's someone who would uh, take a little bit less money. Um, he's getting up there in age, um, as well as Rob Gronkowski. Do you think he's a veteran that we could possibly bring in to be a duo with um, Albert O? Or do you think we just uh, we need to stay with uh, kind of 
Andrew Beck there as a tight end hybrid and Eric Tomlinson and Alberto. I think I think just staying with everyone we got. I mean, Kyle Rudolph, I mean, he's had a couple good years on the Vikings and on uh New York last year. Um, but he, he also is 32, if you think about it. That that that's getting old now for service time, especially run blocking and um uh and passing like that. Um, but if, if we were going to get another tight end, I'd rather do it in the draft because this draft class does not have bad late round tight ends. If you think about it, like Drake London, he may not be available come our, uh, our, our first pick in that second round. But if you scroll down the list, there's so many you can think of that one from Ohio state. There's like three from Iowa state. I'm looking at right now. Um, or, well, oh, shoot. I may be on edge rushers. There we go. We got, uh, there we go. Whew. James Mitchell from Virginia Tech, uh, Charlie Kohler from Iowa State, Jake Ferguson, I've heard a lot of good things about. Um, so, I, yeah, if we're going to go tight ends, I'd rather go draft. So, wrapping up the episode, final question. Which position should the Broncos prioritize most in the early rounds of the draft? Keep in mind we have one second-round pick, two third-round picks, and two fourth-round picks. So, those are kind of considered our early um, – draft picks who do you think we which position do you think we should prioritize the most linebacker offensive tackle edge or corner unless a move is made um bringing back alexander johnson um um, or uh bringing someone like bobby wagner something like that i think it should be that defense that linebacker edge or offensive tackle i think it's those trenches up there um i I don't think we should go for from for anyone out of that this this is a very good um, if you, I, I don't know how to put it, maybe no name draft, I guess you could say um, you, you wouldn't think um, like big, you, there's not a lot of big names um, on offense out there in these later rounds of draft. Um, so I, I'd rather go up in the trenches, either offensive line, defensive line or linebacker. Yeah, I think it shouldn't be ruled out. I know Broncos fans have talked about like, you know, now that we have Billy Turner, we can wait a year to fix that right tackle position i feel i think it shouldn't be ruled out just because we have the veterans now why not bring in you know uh after even after we got compton bring in like a right tackle early you know after we Mm -hmm. possibly address linebacker bring in a right tackle yeah because there could be that yeah there could be that problem where we we don't resign billy turner next year which is that's a big big possibility and we have to pull another lloyd cushionberry i mean he is he's not bad i'm not i'm not saying that by any means but the, but there is um, there is no um, there's no, there's no point in taking that risk again. I, I think maybe drafting someone, teaching them under that um, under those veterans up there. I think that would not be a bad idea. Yeah, Cushenberry is kind of someone I was watching fall down those boards, and I was like so ecstatic when we picked him uh, there in the third round. And there's a huge huge steal at the time. Um, obviously he's he's getting better. He's improving. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, he's, he's showing lots of improvement there at the center position, but that I definitely agree. That move did feel like a desperate move um, just because we needed a center uh, after we let um, who was it, Connor McGovern go to the Jets. Mm-hmm. So that, that that does make a lot of sense there. We kind of know. I feel like George Payne, if anything, he knows what he's doing. He's going to make a. Yeah, a he's one of the best in the league. He's one of the best in the league. Yeah, he's going to want to be prepared at that position. Specifically, he talked about that position in uh, the combine, his combine uh, conference, saying that it's been one of those positions that for, you know, over five years now, it's been a position of need. And it's just kind of been like a, a carousel every year. Someone someone new trying to fill that that need, just kind of filling in bridge starters at that position. Mm-hmm. And it's time to find a long-term answer. And that's kind of what he yeah, took it's in right there. there. No, no need to take a risk again. No need to kind of, kind of scramble next year. Yeah. So that it kinda, it definitely makes a lot of sense bringing Billy Turner there, especially with his, uh, his relationship with Nathaniel Hackett and our new um, offense, offense coordinator. And so, yeah, I feel like that wraps it up for today's episode. It was uh, super fun talking with you about this offseason and all the mm-hmm. free agents. For sure, for sure. Main focus point in today's episode, we covered all our free agents, whether it was free agents we signed, free agents uh, that are still you know kind of looking for their new teams, and free agents that we could potentially sign. So um, it was really fun having you on today. Uh, is there anything you want to chip in before you leave? No, I just want to say thank you for having me on. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I was pretty nervous to be honest doing it today, but, uh, um, I, I love talking. I mean, I've been on Instagram live multiple times. Um, so thank, thank you so much for having me on. 
Yeah. Uh, if you want to, if you guys want to go hit him up, his uh, handle is at Broncos route on Instagram. Um, yeah. As always, this is, it was really fun talking about this team. Um, I feel like we covered everything so far. We've done an off season. I mean, I had a blast. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how are you feeling trading? I'm loving it. I like the way the off season's He's going. So yeah, I yeah, I'm loving it. Uh, I love the way the off season's going so far, and I'm excited to keep going with this podcast. Hopefully, we can make it something big. Yeah, mm-hmm, so sure. we'll have we'll have episode three out soon. Uh, this is super fun. Um, couldn't be more stoked to bring you guys more episodes. And as always, uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you check on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, Look out for a podcast. And thanks for listening. Hope everybody has a good rest of your day.